Today on episode number 50 of the From the Heart podcast presented by Orange Kiwi Consulting, I had the opportunity to sit down with Tilly Levine, the co-founder of Tilly's Clothing and the founder of Tilly's Life Center. The executive director for Tilly's Life Center, Monica Utley, also joined us, as did Christine Carey, the associate vice president of academic affairs. I hope you'll sit back and relax and enjoy this hour in our conversation with Tilly, Monica, and Christine of Tilly's Life Center. And they can be found at tillyslifecenter.org. The From the Heart podcast is presented by Orange Kiwi Consulting. The three most challenging transitions owners face, scale, sale, and succession, often result in a costly and confusing journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. Orange Kiwi helps their clients succeed where others fail by navigating the challenges others can't. Find out how Orange Kiwi helps you avoid the costly and confusing journey to realize the results you are looking for with less stress and more satisfaction. Visit their website, orangekiwillc.com. Choose Contact Us. Enter the promo code HLG2020 for a complimentary 30-minute consultation. Well, thank you for having us. I'm Monica Utley. I'm the Executive Director of Tilly's Life Center. And my name is Christine Carey. I'm the Associate Vice President of Academic Affairs, and we are super grateful to be here with you, Ed. Thank you. And I'm Tilly Levine. And a lot of you might know me from the stores, Tilly's clothing stores, that uh, basically me and my ex-husband, Chazi Shaked, uh, founded it in 1982. We were very young and we had no money. <laughs> and we worked uh, maybe seven years without a day off. And... Um, we, we have a vision and we had a dream and we were moving with a pace we could, didn't try to do what is not affordable. And uh, we opened the first store in 1982 and slowly over 30 years, we, and 35 years now or more actually, what is it? I'll tell you exactly. It's 30, almost 39, because that's the year I graduated from high school. So oh I'm very aware God. that my 40th reunion's coming up. <laughs> I don't know where the time Can't goes. be that old yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were very involved in the community. We believed in karma, that whatever you give, you get back. And, um, and we have to help each other and create good energy around us. And we cannot succeed alone. We have to succeed with... A, everybody around us then involved with us should succeed too. So that was kind of the motto. And we, Tillis has a tradition of uh, helping youth because that was our target. And we actually, 19, when was, it was the first tournament, it was like maybe 14, 15 years ago that we, it was, I was 15, I'm 65, 15 years ago. <laughs> so uh, 15 years ago, uh, the, instead of having a birthday party, uh, in the last minute we changed the birthday party and I said, instead of getting gifts, I want to do something to help the youth. So we turned it into a golf tournament that became a annual tradition. And at that money that we raised, we built up two Tilly's home in Trumbukyo Canyon that were 
operating with a couple that they have their own kids and their own family. And uh, we were, they were just uh, taking care of kids that has to leave their homes, the parents in jail or, or on drugs or whatever. So that was uh, something that we really put our main effort in and we gave them backpacks twice a year from in Christmas and back to school. And we knew each kid by size, by color. We got our employees involved to come and do talent show for them and cooking lessons. And my husband even took some of them to golf lessons. And what I saw following those kids for over six years that Wow, we put in all this money, all this effort, and we are not solving the problem. Mm. And that was like awakening. God, we need something that changed their mind. Because as long as they feel that they are, they are disadvantaged, they will be. Because thought creates their feelings, and feelings create their behavior. And basically, we need to, to teach them to change their mindset. Yeah, you and know, that's I've, how. Yeah. Go ahead. That's how TLC came out. Excellent. Yeah, I, I um, I have notes of things I want to ask, but it's not scripted, so I'm going to go completely off script here for a minute, since there sure. technically isn't one. In some of the YouTube talks and the commencement addresses you've given, and a lot of the videos that I've watched, and we'll put links to a lot of these up on this podcast later, you've talked about that power of positive thinking. So before we go into Tilly's Life Center, and really before we even get into Tilly's, the clothing store and the foundation in 82, I'd like to go back. Where did that start with you? What When you go back to your childhood or your teenage so years? It's a really funny yeah. story, actually, that you ask it, because uh, we had a, a reunion of elementary school that, like, 40 years elementary school reunion, and I went and I saw this little girl that she's not little anymore, <laughs> that used to be like abused and bullied with everybody. And I told her, you know what? I have to really thank you because of you, we have TLC now. Because I remember uh, I was kind of a rebelling kid and all didn't, I have no fear. So I was always protecting the underground and, and actually came to a point that all the boys cut, boycott me actually, <laughs> because they were you know, trying you were, to- You were bad videos. news, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I, I had to, um, they actually, they, they helped me so much that I had to leave the class. I had to leave the class and go to, and I didn't know what to do. So I decided I'm going to join the class above me. And they were already allowed to go to, boy, uh, to Girl Scout. So that was kind of a benefit. <laughs> But uh, they actually, eventually the class came back and asked me to come back. So that was nice. So there is a silver lining. Sure. And um, so I think from early childhood, I was always thinking that, that, that you have a special power in your mind and you need to use it in a positive way. And that will help you to achieve what you want. And you, you really have to set your vision and to know what you want. So uh, yeah, that was a gift. Yeah. And later on, after Tillis actually went public and I had an opportunity to um, actually have more time and uh, I was blessed enough to have the financial resource, resources. 
um, I kind of thought about it that maybe my whole journey with Tilis was that I can fulfill this, this destiny that I have from, from my childhood, that I actually need to help our youth to get the right tools to find the right path and to, to be the best they can be. And it's interesting because our first store was actually Los Alamitos and Westminster, but those two got moved to Huntington Beach and uh, Cyprus because we changed location. So actually our main headquarter was Huntington Beach. And I remember going at lunchtime to watch the kids in high school, uh, watch them going to, um, to see what they're wearing, what shoes, what backpack. And it was very interesting, the first district, even though we moved to Irvine and I live in Denapo, and the first district that opened the door for us in public school was Huntington Beach. So it's a, it's a, it's, it has to be, it has to be beyond me. <laughs> yeah, I think you're a big believer like I am that there are no accidents. Things happen for a reason and it's, it's on us to figure out what those reasons are. And the are. Universe, universe did what needs to be done so I can, I'm so lucky to be able to fulfill my destiny because I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that's and even to get even closer to this, I had to get sick so I can read Louise Hay book in a <laughs> detox place. So I have the opportunity to spiritually get to where I need to, to be. And that's, by, by the way, how I, I got introduced to Christine. Because Louise Hay, um, her book, You Can Heal Yourself or You Can Heal Your Life, uh, is a foundation really for the for the method, and Christine was a Christine. What was the title you have? I was a facilitator for the Heal Your Life work at the time when we connected. So yeah, so they gave me a list of maybe eighty people that were certified so they can help with the material. Because when I came back from this detox, uh, within three months, I had a trademark, I have a business plan. I have a whole vision what I want to achieve, and uh, and then uh, uh, Louisa was very impressed with everything is already done and ready to go, and she was ready to help us because she, her program was only actually for adults, and we were thinking why don't they give those tools to the kids in their crucial time when the brain is emotionally developing, and they can save themselves so much pain. They can be better person, better parents, better leaders, better employees, if they have the right tools and they learn how to let go of negativity from their life and, and the power of love and the power of acceptance, how that can change your life and let you achieve anything you want. So um, that was like also not accident that I picked up Christine out of 80 people. It was the only person that I, so I didn't even interview her. I just walked in and felt her energy and I said, okay, you're hired. <laughs> nice. I, so I, that's I, how it started. Excellent. And from there, it's like, it was 2012. We thought we'd just doing this like empowerment program for teenagers, you know, some kind of we decided about 12 classes because it's a cycle of a year. It's a, it's a, it's a good number for change and growth. And we thought, oh, that's gonna be, that's gonna be it. So after we 
brainstorm it for a weekend together with like eight, eight of us. We came up with a curriculum and we went to Boys and Girls Club in um, San Juan Capistrano. And we had a very good leader there that opened the door to us. We actually presented in a city hall meeting to the kids and we have 16 spots and they filled right away. And that was our first pilot. And we all like couldn't believe what happened in six weeks. We could not believe what happened in six weeks. It was twice a week for six weeks and kids that tried to kill themselves and went through a year and a half of therapy, bloomed, get to be A students and went to college after that. And they, they just, we couldn't believe it because the age, the age group, the brain is not fixed yet emotionally. So they can grasp new language um, emotionally very, very quick. And not like adults need to repeat it and repeat it and repeat sure. it because it's just like a new language. Yeah. So that was the beginning. And our goal was to actually get it into regular public schools in, um, in, that it will be a class just like math and English that giving the kids the tools, the tools, how to deal with their challenges in a positive way, how to communicate, how to believe in themselves, love themselves, love their neighbor, feel, feel that they can be whatever they want and they can and not, they are not a failure and they are not afraid. So we at that time was only working after school program. We, all, we were in JCRA in a continuation school and somebody connected me. Actually, it was, it was Herley. Uh, it was, uh, it was a, the Herley that was uh, connected to um, the superintendent at that time in Huntington Beach. And we had lunch and we started expanding into program and I said, you know what? Action is the best. Let's not talk. Let's go visit Let's the just class. Let's go do it. Yeah. Let's go visit the class. So we dropped our lunch and we went to see the class in, in JSR and it was I'm forgiving that it's a very important class. And it was a girl there, 15 with a baby. That's why she was in a continuation school because she, she had a baby and she couldn't go to school. And she was raped by her uncle. And she did forgiveness and got so much support from the kids and realized that she doesn't agree to what happened to her. But if she keeps reliving the trauma, she will never be happy or her baby. And she was able to do this forgiveness. And he was, wow, I must have it. I must have this in my, in my, in my school. And that's the first time we actually received a class at eight o'clock in the morning, bell time, was class you can imagine <laughs> they were all in trouble that was their last chance not to get dropped from high school and i mean they were coming to school so tired we have to bring them breakfast so just so they can function and it was 17 kids and out of them 15 came back to school and graduated and became sober and it was a miracle that that was just the beginning that this is, this is, this is a must. This yeah. needs to be mandatory. This is how we're gonna change this world to be a better place to live in.
Yeah, start and, at that foundation with the kids. Absolutely. Let me read and, for, for those that are not familiar with the Life Center. I'd like to read from your website, the mission statement. And then Chris or Monica, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with you after I'll ask you a question about your role as the executive director. And then Christine, I'd like to hear more about that program you talked about and then maybe some of the other programs you're doing. Because I know we have a lot of people watching and listening who probably have teens who are at risk. And it's it's not what I've learned, and I know you know this better than I do, it, it's not discriminatory to people who have maybe grown up with nothing. There's a lot of teenagers who come from very great, wealthy, strong families 100%. who are, are very much at risk because of the environment they've been in, maybe just because of choices they've made that might not have much to do with the environment. So let me read what I found on your site. It says, Tilly's Life Center is a youth-focused 501c3 nonprofit charitable foundation aimed at empowering all teens with a positive mindset and enabling them to effectively cope with crisis, adversity, and tough decisions. Our mission is to inspire today's youth to reach their full potential as productive, kind, happy, and responsible individuals. I love that. I love every word of that mission. Monica, I'd like to start with you as the executive director. Tell me a little bit about your role and how that mission draws you into the work that you're doing. Well, I had the good fortune of actually <clears throat> working at Tilly's. So I've been um, in the marketing department at a role there. So I've been with Tilly's Life Center since inception. And in 2015, I had my son and it really sort of made me reevaluate my life and what I wanted to do on a daily basis. And luckily already being connected to Tilly's Life Center, I was able to transition over to the role of executive director and really help this organi organization grow and experience a job where um, on a day-to-day -day basis, I get to have more purpose and meaning in my life. And, you know, um, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, all youth are at risk yeah. and the numbers that we are seeing, the rates of teen suicide and anxiety and depression are just skyrocketing. Even before the pandemic, the number of suicide um, in youth ages 10 to 24 from 2007 to 2017 had increased 56%. Um, one in five teens has a diagnosable mental health condition. Homicide rates have increased 26%. And actually, you know, we all know the pandemic's been a struggle for all of us, but especially for teenagers who feel isolated and afraid. The CDC just released new numbers a couple of weeks ago that one in four teens who responded to their survey had contemplated suicide over the past year. Wow. And when you look at that number compared to adults, it's more than double, more than double. Yeah, I've, I've talked a lot with people about, I could not have done my teenage years now. I mean, yeah. my, my life was about social, my friends, baseball, football, working, just the, just being out and about, going to Bray Mall, all these things that I just did normally as a teenager that have been taken away from our youth right now because of this. And man, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm very impacted by that, those numbers you just shared, but I'm also realizing that a lot of us, you know, the five of us probably couldn't have done it or the four of us. So. Well, that's why we're taking a preventative and a proactive approach. We're trying to get ahead of this. And, you know, there are so many um, intervention and reactionary programs out there, which are great, but we're trying to avoid, you know, our youth needing those resources. Um, and we're so fortunate that schools are also having those conversations and realizing that there's a need for social emotional learning within, within the classroom. So, yeah. 
I appreciate that. Christine, uh, in your role with academic affairs, I'm sure that things may have shifted for all of us, but I'm sure in your role, it's probably shifted pretty dramatically in the last 10 months or so. Talk about prior, well, anything you'd like, but one of the questions I have is how have things shifted from pre-COVID to now? And then what does the future in 2021 and beyond look like? Sure. So um, you are correct. It has drastically shifted and mm -hmm. schools are scrambling to just get support to their students. We're lucky that we have such strong partnerships going into this. And, um, you know, when COVID hit, we knew that we had to create something that we would still be able to connect with the students. And we just got to it right out of the gate and we pivoted and we created a virtual series. Um, and in doing so, we do it in TLC style. We made it very interactive and it's live. So the kids are still with their facilitators that typically teach TLC in the classroom. And we made, um, you know, we made the slides and everything's very enticing and very interactive for the kids to keep their attention because as you know, they're on the screen so much now and um, they're burnout from being on the screen. And we wanted to ha have it be an experience that they, they wanted to, you know, do. And we've gotten great feedback. We've been able to retain most of our programming and uh, most of the teens or the students, their feedback is that TLC is their most favorite class for many reasons. Um, I think one, because they get to talk about and they get to be heard during the class. And um, it is also interactive. I'll give you an example. Last Wednesday, as you know, everybody went back to full virtual learning. They were trying to do a hybrid. And so some kids were on campus, but they, they pivoted back on Wednesday. And as we all know, Wednesday was a very crazy day yeah. in the United States. And I was teaching a class. I taught two classes that day at Ocean View High School. And I mean, the kids were crumbling. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm like you, I get very, I think about it and I take it here from the heart. Yeah. And uh, so the teacher and I, the class was, I am happy in, in that class we talk about um, how worry and resentment and anger and things, emotions like that can interfere with happiness. And, and the big focus in that class is, is worrying. And they just got, they were, they're always so authentic. Students are so authentic and I'm always just not surprised, but just wowed by their response and, and what they come to the table with. and they had a ton of worries that day. You know, they had the worry of, am I ever going to be with my friends again? Is this going to end? What is happening in this country? I mean, all of it is just being, you know, oozed out on the, on the platform that day. And we were able to be there and tell them like, not only be there for them, but give them tools that they could use that are viable, you know, to work through those worries. And also, give them support, you know, and share our experience and, and let them know that um, in their teen mind, they might not see an end to a lot of this, but we know that there will be. And um, we got to do some exercises, but more than that, just support them and tell them like a lot of the kids were saying how they were afraid they were going to fail high school because this virtual learning component's difficult and, you know, they're not getting what they need to actually um, graduate. And so we talked about, okay, so what does that look like? What support do you need to make this happen? You know, what, what are the answers? Because sometimes I think right now the world is so busy resolving so many issues. I don't know that everybody is there to support them and actually sit down and mentor them. You know, I'm sure they have great mentors in their lives besides us, but actually say, do you need a tutor? Do you need to do a study group? 
do you just need to talk to us about it or whatever? So it was beautiful to be in that class and actually see it in action um, and, and make a difference. I, uh, when Tilly was sharing the story about the development of TLC, I, I wanted to tell the other end of it because it really shows the synchronicity and the power of what, why this was created. But I was with Heal Your Life and I was driving them bananas, mm -hmm. trying to get them to start a teen program. Like, because I had been doing this work for many, many years, but in my heart, and I believe my purpose was always to help and empower teens because I had such a crazy experience as a teenager, right? And I was bugging, 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 and nobody was really into it. And they're like, no, we're for adults and I'm all, but what if we did it for teens? Because then they wouldn't have to do the stuff when they're adults. Exactly. Like, we can, we can solve the, the problem answer, rather than right? putting a bandaid on the problem. Yeah. Instead of when you're getting a divorce or whatever, the wheels are falling off, then you go to the workshops. I'm all, what if the workshops are for teens? So I was, you know, spinning my wheels on that end. And this is total synchronicity. This is how I believe it works too. And Tilly called me and I had no idea who she was and I could, couldn't make her accent out the first time I talked mm -hmm. to her. She said, meet me at mother. And that was, that was, I was all in and she was, we just knew. So it's been a wild ride and um, you did say for the future, what do we hope to see in the future? I think Tilly said it already. We hope that it's mandated, whether it's our curriculum or a, a social emotional learning curriculum. I know that I believe and everyone on this call believes and, and many believe that this is the missing component in education today. Like um, the common core is, is extremely important you know, for success, but if we don't get social emotional learning in there, so many kids are not going to be able to pull it off. I mean, it's just a different world and they need that now. And um, I see the future of, you know, programs like TLC and other programs being mainstream in high schools. Hey, did you know it's really easy to get started recording a podcast? Do you have topics of interest or ideas you'd like to share with the world? From the Heart podcast presented by Orange Kiwi Consulting started simply because I love talking with people. And you know, we all love hearing great stories. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it really is easy. Second of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tilly, I, there's so many questions I could ask. I'd like to ask a question without giving away names or anything, because certainly we're all about protecting and you more than ever and what you do, protecting confidentiality. Is there a story, if you were sitting down with someone like you are now with us today or speaking to executives or families or what have you, and you wanted to share one story about a boy or a girl um, whose life, who they've come back to you and said, wow, without this program, I'm not sure where I'd be. And maybe I'll ask each of you, is there a story that yeah. comes to mind for you that you'd like to share? Because I'd love to each have the one people of us can, to inspire. You yeah, know, please. before we get there, I just wanted to yeah. mention something because maybe people that don't know how it actually works. Okay. But TLC, we actually have right now uh, 48 classes 
of between 50 to 90 minutes, depends on what the school actually can give us. And we meet the kids either once a week or twice a week. The teacher is just sitting there and, and grading or whatever, and we run the class. And so, and it's a continuation. So it's not like highlight of you come and do a little health course. It's every week, it's every week, it's every week. New challenge come, they have question to answer, they have journal to write, and they have the support of the peer that it's huge. If a kid go to therapy, he feels abnormal. Mm -hmm. But if he sit at a class and all his friends has the similar problems or different problems, he can help in one way, the other one can help. Him. The, the power of the group is huge for teenagers. So this is, this is what, why it's so successful. And obviously a lot of people ask, what happened if something really bad happened and kids lose control? Since 2012, it never happened because the, the principle is, yeah, be aware of your crisis. Because if you, you, are not, you have no awareness, you cannot fix it. Right. But we always live with a positive outcome. So we don't leave them in the tragedy. Oh, it's, it's, um, we are so sorry for you. It's so bad. I understand. No we don't want to feel sorry for him because the minute you feel sorry for them, then they feel weak. Then they feel they're less. That and they, they start to feel it. like, wow, there might be something wrong with me. If they're feeling sorry for me, what's wrong with me? Exactly. So the, 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 the energy in a class is always positive. Then they start feeling gotcha. good. Yeah. So here we go. I'm go. From here, I'll tell you a story that I actually remember very, very strong from the first, first, first pilot we did in San Juan. And it, we were in, um, in a class of I'm forgiving again. And that class that usually in the end of the class, they feel really, really good because they were able to release a lot of negativity and they feel good. We finished the class and this one kid doesn't want to go home. I said, I said, what's wrong? Why didn't you want to go home? He said, well, my dad is yelling at me that I'm just like my mother. My mother left and I start throwing things up and I'm going into my room and I can do homework and I'm just feeling good now. I don't, I don't want it to end. I said, okay, what's the tools you got today? How do we get rid of negativity? We have to use positive words and positive thinking. So let's think about instead of the way you normally react and it's very negative and, and, and con there is a confrontation and a conflict and, and feeling bad, let's, let's choose a word like hope that that's, that's makes you feel good, right? And when your dad starts yelling at you, just tell him, I hope one day you, you will see that I'm not like, like her. I hope one day you say I'm my own person and just go to your room and do your own work. Don't get into negativity. It took three days for his nice. dad to stop yelling at him. Three mm. days. Wow. That's fantastic. And he learned a tool how to deal with negativity. That's, at that's age awesome. 15, yeah. At age 15. Yeah, exactly. I'm 56 <laughs> and I'm just learning. So yeah. So, uh, other so the target yeah. of the program is basically age 13 to 28. Okay. We actually have a class also in UCI in, in a college that a professor there um, did our training and he's teaching it for five or six years already. 
in a Department of Education as a mental youth development. Boy, let's get this into every university in America because I see it. I work full-time at Cal State Fullerton and I teach part-time at UC Riverside and I've been at USC and I've have an alliance of, of uh, colleagues that are in universities all over North America that I talk to on a regular basis. And uh, there's just a, uh, the, the field, the field's white. I mean, there's so much there ready to be harvested. And um, boy, if I can, if, 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 if one thing comes from this podcast today, it'll be that more people will see the need, not just for the 13 year olds, but the 25 year olds. I mean, that's the, that's the age of a lot of our kids and uh, nieces and nephews. And, you know, we've all had crises in our lives that are, are making us really look at ourselves. And so I love that you chose hope for that particular experience. And that it only took three days with dad. Here I go getting emotional like I promised I would. Christine, I'll come back to you, share a story with me if you could about maybe one that stands out to you that just either gives you chills or just the tears like we talked about, or just you're talking to somebody and you want to just say, hey, here's what this does for people. Oh my Lord. So like there's- Yeah, pick one, right? Good luck with that. Yeah, pick one because I was in the classroom for many, many years and worked with many populations in each population. I mean, we worked with juvenile hall kids and we have a program at Chalk Hospital and, you know, there's like all these kids. Um, I think, oh gosh, it's really hard. I'm going to say like, it's not one individual, but it was um, one of our groups at Chalk Hospital and these kids are- um, oncology patients that have been through treatment and they're they're getting back into society and they're trying to figure out their way and um we would be (laughs) we would do our lessons there and we would literally be there like an hour and a half afterwards because these teens were challenged with i mean not only being faced with you know an illness that they could possibly die from and we did lose we've lost patients over the years you know um, in TLC groups, but they're also faced with just being a normal teen and what that looks like when you're dealing with an illness. Um, I remember one of the teens, she she used to play sports and she had cancer in her arm and she went to, uh, I think she went to Newport Harbor. She did go to Newport Harbor and she was just having a really hard time and very challenged by other kids, you know, and they're their concepts and and what they had to say about her illness and her arm and all that. And she would, she would talk to us a lot afterwards. And um, I know that what they took from TLC besides like Tilly said, not feeling sorry for them, but having compassion for them was really important. You know, we came from a place of compassion and and love and tolerance is our code. And um, I think that group was phenomenal. Uh, one of one of the kids from that group, he's not a kid anymore. He's 28 years old mm. and he works for TLC. And uh, he took our course and he's a three-time cancer survivor. And the work was so profound with him that he he now works for TLC. He's a, he's a co-facilitator and he goes and he teaches and um, we're very lucky to have him. So that group in particular I yeah, think that, that says volumes about any organization or anything that you you're the student first and it, it becomes so ingrained in you that it's like I have to do this I have to I have to help other people you look at psychologists for example oftentimes right. are people who have dealt with a lot of trauma in their life and someone along the way helped them through and so now they want to help others as well I think that that's powerful right. Monica I gave you the benefit of two people in front of you so you know the question 
Absolutely. You know, we have quite a few of those wonderful stories of students who have become facilitators um, of our program. And, and one in particular is a young man who had an estranged relationship with his abusive um, alcoholic father. And he also was impacted by the forgiveness class and realized that forgiveness was all about him, but he took it a step further and he actually picked up the phone one day and told his father that he had forgiven him, that he had mm -hmm. taken this class and he'd forgiven him. And that touched his father so much that his father then vowed to him that through the strength that he'd been given from that forgiveness, that he was going to get sober. And they are still working on their relationship to this day. And it's just so powerful how, you know, one person can make a change that in turn impacts all the others around them. And he's such a beautiful, wonderful young man. So. Wow. Yeah. The power that's given to someone by forgiving them is, is massive. I've talked and, and thought about that a lot. All right, Tilly, back to you. Talk to me about the power of the words I am. So it's basically the power of now. Okay. Uh, living the moment and, um, and believing it. And sometimes it's when we start, it's one of the big anchor of the, uh, I, I, the, the main philosophy be, behind this program is how to shift negative energy to positive energy in every element of life. So it comes back in every subject. If it's in finance, I'm my own economist, or I'm part of the solution, or I'm enough, or I'm, I'm uh, part of the community. I'm, uh, we have so many classes that I can't even think about it mm. right now. But there is five anchors that help you to shift your energy from, from negative to positive. And one of, the, one of them is the positive uh, affirmation. Is that how you call it, Christine? Yes. Positive, positive affirmation. Um, and basically, in the beginning, it's strange. I mean, if you feel that you are a failure, you cannot just say I'm successful. That, it, it doesn't, you don't, you can't jump that hmm. so far. Yeah. So, uh, or if you think that girl sucks, that's what the boys say, <laughs> then you cannot just say the girls wonderful, but you can say the girls are challenging. And then you use a positive Bridge. energy that getting you from this being stuck in a negative feelings. So I am strong, I am relaxed, I am positive, I'm one of a kind, I'm happy, I'm smart. All of those are examples of positive affirmation that is one of the tools that they have to create in each subject depends on what they're trying to correct. In the beginning, they, they, um, it's strange for them, but very quick, I would say in two classes, they already got the idea and they love it. And they're creating little cards with their weekly positive affirmation and they're, supposed to, and they're taking it home, they're putting it by their think they're looking at a mirror and saying it and they they start to realize that then when they say it they're in a positive energy because they say something positive about themselves and when they say it out loud then people start think about them like mm -hmm. this too so this is 
one of the very strong tools that we have that helping uh, them shifting energy. That's the IN. So I've seen some of the, thank you for that. I've seen some of the letters on your website and on your marketing materials from teenagers that have gone through the program and they write at the top, I am. When you've looked at the, over the years now with the organization, what are some of the words, if, if you could say, I'd be curious just as a, you know, my kids are all grown now, but now we've got grandkids and they'll be teenagers in the near future. And we're, we're all around teens, whether we're wherever we are. What are some of the most common words you see used? And this is a question for interview. I guess, Monica. Christine, Christine, Christine. Christine. Every, every sure. letter. Come on, Christine. What are you what seeing more than anything, Christine? Um, I, uh, one of my favorites is I am enough. It's actually mm -hmm. a class that we do, but that's kind of also one of our core missions is just letting them know they're enough, you know, helping build self-esteem and self-worth. Um, it's a, important foundation to be successful in life, as we all know. Um, I'm resilient. It's also another class, but they say that a lot. I'm resilient. I am happy. I am um, one of a kind. I am peaceful. If you watch, if you go on our website again, I don't know if you went to the media, but we do public mm -hmm. service announcements with the teens and there's a plethora of them on there. Yeah. And at the end of each public service announcement, we they do their IMs and they're just, they're brilliant. I mean, sometimes they're really silly. Like one, one person did the other day, I am a dinosaur. Like, <laughs> I know that was. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you're a dinosaur. Like, yeah. whatever. That's the Zoom fatigue fitting. Yes, coming in right yeah, now. yeah. But most of them are really authentic. They're like, mm -hmm. I'm brilliant. I'm a good friend. I mean, and these are things. There's there's a saying in this. Um, I don't know who said it. It's many many sages have said this, but they say that the most important words you'll ever say are the words you say after I am, hmm. right? And so it's just a practice because you know adults can use this as well as teens. It's a practice to not say like I'm stupid or I shouldn't have said that or I'm never going to get anywhere. You know, changing that those grooves in your in your brain, right? And so it's just a great practice and, and they just take to it. Like Tilly said, they just, you know, they're fluid, they're flexible in their brain. So they're taking to it. There's a million I am's, but I think probably the strongest ones that for me is I am enough because from knowing that everything else is able to grow. And it tells you where they came from. They've right. been treated like they weren't. Okay. So I get to, since I'm the host of the show, I get to put the three of you on the spot, starting with Monica. I gave you the benefit of going last a moment ago. And I get to go first. <laughs> first. Okay. All right. Fill in the blank. I am for you. I am hopeful. Why? I am hopeful because this generation is um, so inspiring. Yes. They've got all of these issues and they are dealing with so many challenges, but they are so open and willing to change and do the work and they're hungry for these sort of tools and i am i am hopeful they make me hopeful every day for the excellent people. thank you christine gosh i would probably mm -hmm. say like um i would say i am persistent this year and the reason i'm persistent is because i believe heart and soul that the kids need this and it's 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 changing lives and I want to bring that change so desperately to every kid that needs it. It's it's truly like what's in my heart. So yeah. I'm persistent. Dang it. You just, you took away my last question that I'm going to ask Sorry. in about 10 minutes. But that's <laughs> right, I'll ask it again. So Tilly, I am I'm curious how you would answer so that today. I, I It's funny because when I wrote on my uh, name tag, I'm a believer. 
mm-hmm. in 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 a positive world uh, all the girls made me another card <laughs> and they wrote I'm tenacious <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah I'm I would say that I'm definitely tenacious and I a believer and I feel that we need to fight with with the right tools right. to achieve what we believe is right and we should we should not stay passive we need we need to go to go after what we believe is 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 right and we have to always be honest and be never hurt anybody on the way so we can only succeed with with a peaceful tools we have a class that call I'm a peaceful warrior it's one of my favorite and I take it to to the to our, my life when you know we're we're successful but we worked really really hard nobody gave it to us on a silver platter it's you have to to work hard and it has no you No boundaries, no limits, as long as it's in peaceful way. Hello, my name is John Royce Lynch, founder and CEO of PCMA Private Client. As a former professional surfer and native of Southern California, I have always enjoyed Wahoo's fish tacos. When the pandemic hit, the response by Wahoo's was unparalleled, creating the California Love Drop by supporting frontline workers and those in need. On behalf of the PCMA Private Client community and our amazing team, it is an honor to be able to support this noble effort. To lend a hand and to learn more, please visit californialovedrop.org. One of the words that comes up, not I am, but one of the words that comes up for me as I think about when, maybe not so much when my kids were teenagers, but teenagers in general is the word resistance. And I saw a video that you did with Gary and Kelly a few years ago, Tilly, where there was a young girl on who I think at that time was 17. She had been cancer-free for five years. Um, she, at age 11, was approached with this program. A lot of us have one of the biggest issues that we have in our parent teenager relationship is that resistance of something, hey, I've got this great idea, this program I think you should go through. Some parents will just push them and drag them there, and I'm sure you get some of those. And, and, and that's probably some of the biggest success stories are those that really, really resisted. Monica, what, what advice would you give to a parent who is dealing with a very resistant teenager who just won't do it or is just so against it? change or I don't have a problem what, what, what do you say in those situations and that question goes for any of you but I'll start with you Monica well if you can get them to try Tilly's life Center we we see this often you know we have students who don't say a word for multiple classes and then maybe by the fourth or fifth class they just don't open up and then something they, triggers right something yeah. triggers, and they've had this transformative experience and they tend to be the ones that are the best peer support in the class and want to see the same transformation in 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 the other students so if they would just you know keep being persistent like Christine and try to you know get them to come to a class it, they will eventually open up and you know what you're always planting those seeds so sometimes even those quiet students who seem like they're not you taking to the information surprise us with those letters at the end of the class at how much they've really really learned and the tools that they've gained from the experience so pleasantly persistent yeah. pleasantly yeah persistent. pleasantly persistent so from the teenager perspective Christine they keep referring back to you and you did yourself as well what do you tell that teenager since you've been there 
gosh, you know what? There's all kinds of tricks that you can use <laughs> to, <laughs> I like that. to do this stuff. But we know once we get them in there, they're going to, for the most, and I'm not saying every kid, you know, 100% proof, but um, for the most part, they're into it. We try to keep it very authentic and very cool. And and it's almost like, you know, it's their group. We make group rules when they, when our very first class, we talk to the group about this is your group. You're, you know, you're setting um the standards and the boundaries for this group. So uh, we do a lot of stuff with them. We take, we, we have a lot of fun. We take them to the fundraisers and they love that. They luckily we're in school, so they have to go to the class, mm -hmm. but we do have classes that um, parents have brought their teens to. And I've actually gotten on the phone with teens before because the parents are like, I want my teen to go. And yeah. like, I'm on the phone with a teen and, you know, our facilitators are super cool. And they're what um, most schools call kid magnets. Those people that, you know, the kids just resonate with them. So sure. once they're in there, they're like, oh, they're cool. And I'm going to go. So, you know, um, no teen wants to hear that they're the problem. No teen wants to be identified as, you know, it's usually not just the teen. It's a family dynamic right Absolutely. so nobody wants to be called out as as the problem we have that a lot a lot of parents taking their kids um you know to counseling and to our program and and saying here fix this kid you know and this will fix everything so it's a, a family dynamic but i would say don't call your kid out and and say that they're the problem and and offer it as um a way to just you know embedder yourself or empower yourself don't identify it as like a mental challenge or you know sometimes when they first get in the class the kids are like oh this is therapy <laughs> right or yeah and and that old adage of oh i just want to yeah, fix well, you we, is this a therapy class and we're right. like no this is not therapy guys like this is just how to live your life the best that you can those tools that's that's all it is it's like you know helping you build that foundation to to soar so do you do many family programs? If, if a mother and father have a couple of teenagers or a teenager and you want to have them come in together uh, again, not that you're therapy. Parents, I get that. We've had siblings. No. We don't do parents, but we've had the no, siblings. We don't do parents. Yeah. But siblings. Yeah. And we bribe them with food. They, so hey, food if you feed me, food. I will come. Right. Absolutely. 100%. Like we yeah. give them snacks or on site. We gave them dinner every time they came. So, you know, for teens it's food and then they get mm -hmm. Tilly swag at the end and that, is word of mouth. Like I go, go to this TLC class and we get swag at the end. So it's all of that, you know, I'm sure it helps that it comes, you know, the foundation of this was the actual clothing store. Yeah. Tilly, tell me about the biggest challenge from the time you launched the foundation till now, any organization, whether you're a nonprofit or a for-profit or an association in the community faces challenges and growing pains, but from Can I add something to yeah, the, oh, absolutely. To the previous question? Okay. You because bet. this is a good opportunity to actually express my gratitude to Tillis. One of the, actually, I think the thing that bribe them is that we do give them, uh, uh, Tillis are so generous and so uh, uh, good to us that they uh, give them the opportunity to do tour at the, at the Tillis headquarters. They're giving them a graduation party with pizza and little gifts. And I basically, when I have to talk, many times I have to talk to kids and I, I basically telling them, you want to be successful? This is about how to be successful in life. Mm -hmm. And success is not money only, because if you're not happy and your, your mind is, is, is sick, you, you, you are not going to succeed. The minute they are 
in positive mind, all of a sudden their, their motivation is a lot higher. They want to study, they, they want to succeed. So this is about being successful. That's sure. what I tell them. And, uh, and the, a lot of the question that they ask me in the end of the graduation is, uh, why did we do this program? They ask this many times. And I said, because you guys are the hero generation. We created a, a really terrible negative world here. I mean, open the news. It's, it's all oh, yeah. negative. Can't avoid you it can't anywhere. trust the media. You can't trust anything. People are abusing people. There is so much negativity we created and you are our heroes. You're gonna change it. We're gonna give you the tools in early age. So you're gonna become much better parents, employees, and leaders, and you'll change this world to be a better place. So, yeah. And the most challenge as every charity, obviously, is money. Because right. I came from a business world <laughs> that you do the work, you get, you make money. But here you just spend money. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so it's very difficult to, um, to, I mean, we could have helped so many more kids if we have more money. And, uh, and to get, uh, and I said it every time that we have a fundraising event that we cannot do it alone. We need all the help possible from our community. It, it, some people, it doesn't have to be money. Some will maybe just make a connection with a principal or a superintendent or university or give us an opportunity to do something like you're doing to us. That's mm -hmm. amazing. That's expo exposure and awareness for what we do. So we need the help of the community. We need to, we need exposure. We need, we need everybody to understand that we cannot do this alone. And this is what we need to save this planet. Because if we get our youth to be mentally healthy, we will have a better world. Absolutely. Monica, how do we reach you if somebody listening or watching today wants to reach out to, to Tilly's Life Center and get involved? What's the best way to do so? Absolutely. Um, our website is tillyslifecenter.org. So that's O-R-G. And of course, our email, our emails are pretty simple. They're just our first name. So I'm Monica at tillyslifecenter.org and Christine and Tilly. And then, of course, I'll give my phone number on the air. Christine and I always do this, 949-246-3067. Please feel free to reach out anytime. And as Tilly Repeat said- Repeat it. Repeat the number slow. <laughs> and we'll put it in the notes too, but go okay, ahead again. Okay, 949-246-3067. Okay, excellent. Well, I know we're up against time and there's so many more questions that I have and we're going to do this again because I really want to get deeper into and we'll put with the website and I've, I've been on, on the website a lot. and I know that every question is pretty much answered there and it's it's a really well thought out and, and it's visually enticing, which needs to be, as you mentioned before, a teenager goes on to see what this is there right away. I think they're going to be pulled in because there's so many great things on there that that are attractive to to all of us about what you're doing. The, uh, the last question that I always ask my guests, um, and I'm gonna ask it in, in order, and I think I'll, I'll go Christine, Monica, and then Tilly give you the final words since it is your name on the organization. Okay, prerogative of being the founder. The name of my podcast is From the Heart. Uh, I, I feel a little embarrassed asking this question because I think we just spent the last 55 minutes. Can't believe it's been that fast already. I think you've already, all three of you expressed it, but I'm gonna ask it anyway, so. Um, who did I say was going first? Monica? Christine. Christine. Okay. 
You guys pick. No, I'm going to, I'm going to pick you, Christine. Okay. What's in your heart? Um, so much, but <laughs> if I had to define it and really narrow it down, I would say, um, in my heart in all times is passion to support young people and help them realize their purpose. Excellent. Thank you. Monica, same question. What's in your heart? I think a lot of us feel this way right now is just, uh, having a lot of gratitude, gratitude for what we do have and our loved ones and this opportunity to work such a meaningful purpose-driven career. And, um, you know, just so grateful for so much. Thank you. And finally, as we wrap up today, uh, Tilly, I can't thank you enough for not just the three of you today this time, but for what you're doing and, and that you followed your heart and that you looked back at your own past and your own upbringing and looked at the needs. And I'm sure that in your time running Tilly's, the clothing store, you probably saw a lot of teenagers, not just your, your employees, but people coming in and shopping. And it just probably broke your heart with some of the things that you saw. So I'm not trying to lead you in my question here, because you're probably going to go somewhere else that I'm not thinking about. But <laughs> to wrap up our time together today, Tilly Levine, what's in your heart? Okay, so first, I just want to correct it because okay. I don't run Tilly's, okay? I'm actually a right. co-founder co and just uh, my partner, actually, my ex-husband, he runs and he, he's behind this successful chain. So I don't want to take this credit. Okay, okay. And so basically what's in my heart is, um, it's, I'm again coming back to what Monica said, that it's all gratitude. Gratitude that I am able to do what I'm doing that it's it's huge blessing for me to be able to give, that I got this opportunity. And it's gratitude for Hezi, my ex-husband, being so kind to the family and gratitude for Tilly's executive, how they're supporting us and for the board members that putting their time and effort to help voluntarily and all everybody else is supporting us because in my heart, this is needs to be everywhere. Every kid should be able to get those tools in in his youth. And I am super grateful for all the support we get to make this dream come true. 